Overprotective or critical parenting styles can contribute to shyness in children. Now, similarly, parents who are themselves shy or anxious may model this behavior and inadvertently reinforce shyness in their children. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. Hello and welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. I am so glad you are tuning in because I have a very interesting and demanded topic to talk to you about today. You know, many parents have been asking me to address the issue of shyness in children. So today's episode is dedicated to just that. It is important to know the difference between shyness and social anxiety so that you as a parent can take the right steps towards getting your child the type of support they need. It needs to be tailored to them. And I have worked with children who have social anxiety and it is clear that they have some deeper fears about what they feel might happen in the future. Now, when I work with shy children, just generally kind of quiet or reserved, they are often battling a self-confidence issue that can easily be worked on. So let's go ahead and take a deep dive into these two common childhood issues to help you, the parent, determine your next steps in supporting your child. So hang around for that. And also for your loving reminder and a challenge because I know it will bless your spirit. So first, you know, I really want to talk about these two issues separately and then kind of look at how they are very similar so that you have a deep understanding or deeper understanding of the two. So shyness and, of course, social anxiety are very common issues experienced by many children. So if your child is experiencing something similar whether it's shyness or you think it might be a little bit more, then just know that there are a lot of kids out there in the same boat. Now, first, I want to say that shyness refers to a personality trait, and it's characterized by a tendency to feel uncomfortable or awkward in social situations. Now, social anxiety is actually a disorder. It is a mental health condition in which a child experiences an intense fear of being negatively evaluated or judged in social situations. And how I've seen this play out is uh, these children are really afraid to come to school. They would do anything in their power not to have to go to school because that's where they feel the most pressure when they have a social anxiety disorder. And they may fear that something's going to happen to you, the parents, when you're separated. So 
Uh, you have that situation as well. And a lot of times when we look at social anxiety or how I've seen it be played out in schools with students is that they have an intense fear of how their peers are going to see them. So they may hide behind a hoodie, a mask, and they could be wearing a hoodie when it's 89, 90 degrees outside. So those are some things that I have noticed when working with these types of students. So again, there's no one specific cause of shyness or social anxiety is really often that these issues are a result of a combination of maybe genetics, something environmental, some psychological factors are in play. So just keep that in mind as we're talking. Now, I want to go ahead and share with you some potential causes of shyness. Let's start with shyness. Because shyness, we're really familiar with that. We see it more often. Maybe even we were shy. I know I was shy when I was a kid. And just because everybody else around me talked so much, hey, I didn't think I had a reason to say anything. But I was very shy as a child until uh, maybe about, about 12 years old. I found a friend who actually helped bring me out of my shell. So here are some potential causes. Number one, temperament. Some children are naturally more introverted and sensitive to situations than others. And this can actually make them more prone to shyness and discomfort in social situations. So it could be simply their temperament. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how they are. Number two, it could be parenting style. Overprotective or critical parenting styles can contribute to shyness in children. Similarly, parents who are themselves shy or anxious may model this behavior and inadvertently reinforce shyness in their children. Yes, this could be (laughs) what's happening or what you might be witnessing. So sometimes we have to look at ourselves and think about who we were as children or even if we're still shy because there are shy adults. Now, a third potential cause could be early experiences. We're talking about traumatic or stressful experiences like bullying or rejection. And this can lead to shyness or social anxiety in children. Maybe they're being teased because of the way they look, their outer appearance, maybe the way they talk, uh, maybe the way that they interact may be deemed odd or different from most of their peers. So that can lead them to kind of uh, pull away or pull back from those social situations. And if you have a child on the autism spectrum, you might also notice social anxiety is one of those hallmark characteristics. So again, you think about how an individual feels in a social setting. If that person feels different or awkward, then of course, they may not be willing to be in social situations as much as someone who feels very comfortable. So again, I want to talk specific. So that was generally shyness. So let's talk about 
social anxiety disorder. And again, I want to I want to really focus or emphasize that when we're looking at anything that has the word disorder, we know that they have been diagnosed or there's a possible diagnosis that can take place from a clinical professional. So some potential causes of social anxiety disorder in children include, of course, there's that genetic factor. We have to consider genetics and the predisposition to social anxiety, or even if they have some type of uh, comorbid comorbid condition like autism that will trigger social anxiety disorder. Now it can run in families and there is scientific research that points to a genetic component. Also, number two could be brain chemistry. So certain brain chemicals such as serotonin and dopamine can have a link or have been proven to have a link to social anxiety disorder. There are environmental factors. Again, there's that environmental piece. Childhood experiences, especially, and I've seen this, especially abuse, neglect, or overprotective parenting can contribute to the development of a social anxiety disorder. So if there was abuse, for example, and I've seen this situation where a child is so afraid to interact, so afraid to talk to others because they've been told not to talk to anyone, not to say anything, because if they tell the secrets, then they're going to be in trouble. So that's just an example, not to say that's in every situation. I'm just saying that is one example of the abuse piece that is an environmental, that can be an environmental factor, not in all cases. Uh, Also, It's really, really, really important to note that shyness and social anxiety are not the same thing. Shyness is a personality trait. Social anxiety disorder is diagnosable. It's a mental health condition. So if you are concerned about your child's shyness or social anxiety please seek the advice of a qualified mental health professional. That is super important. Early intervention is always the best intervention. So the earlier you get help, the better outcome that will take place in your child's life. Now, as a parent, what can you do to help your child be more comfortable in social situations. Let's keep in mind that helping a child overcome shyness and social anxiety definitely is number one, going to require a lot of patience. It is also number two, going to require a lot of understanding. And then, of course, consistent support, consistently supporting your child. And here are five strategies that you can try to be that supportive parent in their life. So one thing you can do, the first thing I want to talk about is encourage gradual exposure. So what is meant by that is basically gradually you're easing in the exposure of your child's 
social situations. So you're exposing them to social situations that may make them feel a little uncomfortable, but you're taking baby steps. You might invite a friend over to play or maybe have them attend a low pressure group activity. Now, as your child becomes more comfortable, you can gradually increase the level of challenge. And this approach really does allow them to build their confidence in those social settings and develop social skills at their own pace because ultimately that's what you're helping them do is you're helping them develop social skills. You're helping them understand how to interact in those situations. And the more that they do it, the more comfortable they can get. And especially if you're talking with them about what do they think went well, what do they think they can work on, what didn't go so well, what would you do next time? You know, a little reflection there so that they're learning. Number two, you got to keep it safe. Foster that safe and supportive environment. So as a parent, you want to make sure you're creating a safe and supportive environment at home where they feel comfortable expressing their thoughts and their feelings. Encourage that open communication and just listen, really actively listen when they're sharing their concerns and their anxieties. We don't want to put them down or point out what they should be doing. Instead, we want to just listen and then offer them some support. And we can also help them understand that it's normal to feel shy or anxious in certain situations, but that they can always rely on you to support them. So critical that you are a safe space. And then number three, because we have five. So number three, teach social skills. I love teaching social skills because we're not born with social skills. They have to be taught. They have to be tweaked. And this is for any kid. It really doesn't matter. But especially our kiddos who just really are feeling a little bit of pressure and awkwardness in those social settings. So provide your child with the necessary social skills and the tools to navigate those situations confidently. I I like role play, different scenarios, for example, maybe starting a conversation. So how are you going to start a conversation? Kind of like when my kids were dating. So what are you going to say to her? How are you going to approach her? You know, when I was when I talked to my sons, Um, one one son asked me, do I pay for the movie or does she pay? And I said, you know, you can actually go Dutch. You can pay for yours. She could pay for hers. But having those conversations with them. Maybe joining a group or how they can handle conflicts. All of those things are skills. And the more that we develop skills, the better we get, the more confident we get, the more confident our children are in those social settings. You have to really teach them the appropriate social skills along with body language, active listening, conversation skills. And this is really done by modeling and again, role playing, practicing together and give them positive reinforcement when they're making progress. Positive reinforcement is just saying it's like some verbal praise or saying, wow, you really did a great job when you 
were engaged and you solved that conflict with your sister. It can be practiced with siblings, cousins, and other adults. So just giving them some positive feedback will help. Number four, build their self-esteem. This helps your child develop that positive self-image when you're highlighting their strengths, their achievements, their unique qualities, and keep encouraging them to pursue those activities that they enjoy and the ones that they excel in because it gives you as a parent an opportunity to celebrate success no matter how small and just really provide constructive feedback to help them improve in an area they already love to be a part of in a an activity they love to be a part of because this is going to build their confidence it will enhance their feelings when they get into social settings and social situations that they can lean back on what they know they do well and so boosting that confidence definitely helps with boosting their ability to navigate those social situations. Number five, I've mentioned this before, but it's so important that you seek professional help if needed. If your child's shyness or social anxiety seems to really significantly impact their daily life on a regular basis or Despite everything you've tried, even the things mentioned here, maybe you've researched more, despite your efforts, it's still continuing to be a major issue where it's crippling them from being well and doing well in other aspects of life. Please consider seeking professional help. A therapist or counselor with experience in working with children can provide that specialized treatment those specialized strategies and techniques to address your child's specific needs. It could be a cognitive behavioral therapy model, exposure therapy, or any other evidence-based approaches. Just remember that it is so important to get help right when you realize you need it. Early intervention is the best intervention. I will always say that. So remember this. Every child is unique and it's so important to tailor your approach to their needs. Please be patient with them. Please support them and please be understanding throughout the entire process and never forget to celebrate every single step moving forward. Every little small win. Make sure they know that they are supported by you. And no matter what they do, you always will love them. Now, here is your challenge because I hope that you're already having your wheels turning. You're thinking of some things you want to do. Here's your challenge. If you feel that your child does struggle in this area, try a strategy, see how it works. And of course, you can try multiple strategies, but one at a time so that you get a good idea of what is effective and how effective it is. Because I want to just leave you with this loving reminder, and it is to be patient with your child as they grow in this area, because that is what they're going to need most. Well, Parent Warrior, 
I surely hope this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit that follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss any new episodes. And as you're thinking about that loved one, that friend, that family member who needs this information, we all know somebody who has a child who needs a little bit more support. Please share parentthemsuccessful.com. Make sure that they know that I am here to support their parenting journey. If you are the type of parent like me, you're serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, join my email list for more free content to help you. That's at strongermindsstrongeryouth.com forward slash join the list. Everything will be in the show notes. Hey, I really do appreciate you and I thank you so much for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love, love, love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.